0: You know how this works now. This is August 17th. We're into our seventh week, right? Yep. So we're ready to do some podcasting. Let's
1: talk about aphids. Sure.
0: Why not? Um, <laughs> how uh, You just got off uh, teleconference, and you've talked to people within the state and outside the state. What are you hearing about soybean aphids from around the region?
1: Soybean aphids are still very active in most of the fields in most of Iowa and throughout the north central region. There's a lot of winged aphids that are in the fields right now as well, so um, it's still appropriate to be scouting and making management decisions.
0: Yeah, I um, came off a week where our graduate students showed some pretty impressive numbers to us. The uh, populations increased by a factor of 10 at many locations. Wow. So... From the first week in August, we went from about 10 aphids per plant to some places having 100. And what's really remarkable is the number of winged aphids that they were finding. Again, you know, maybe one or two per plant. Two weeks ago, last week, they were finding 10 to 20 per plant. So it looks like, from uh, the number so far, a repeat of 08, where winged aphids started to come in late in the summer in August and that's when we start to see the populations really build up because the swinged aphids come in and start uh, reproducing quite quickly
1: yeah and that trend is, is reflective in the soybean aphid suction trapping network where uh, the last part or the last few weeks in August uh, we see more and more soybean aphids in the suction traps too so okay.
0: and to draw attention to something that we just did we put together an article in our integrated crop management newsletter that that um, talked about how these late season populations um there's some questions we still have about whether they need to be treated Mm -hmm. soybeans later on in their growth star five can tolerate more aphids unfortunately this is a bit of a black hole for us in terms of research we don't have a lot of data showing how that plant responds to these populations what we do have we showed in that icm article suggests that that 250 per plant threshold could be uh, raised some uh because insecticides applied at 250 last year at R6 didn't provide yield protection. There just wasn't enough Yeah, it wasn't injury. worth it. Yeah. However, we don't know how high because we don't have the data to uh, support that. Has that come up with some of your colleagues around the Definitely. Midwest?
1: They're just wondering how long they should be scouting and when. how late in the season is a treatment worth it. And there's so many different factors that go in, into that number. It's really hard for me to make a definite recommendation to people.
0: I think the trade-off. One of the trade-offs we talked about in the article is if you're applying that insecticide on the ground, you may lose a bushel to two bushels just by driving across mm-hmm. your beans. And um, you know, if you can, you want to sp- uh, spray. You know, based on a uh, aerial application. Yep. I had a talk with David Ragsdale, your former PhD advisor, yep. our colleague up at University of Minnesota. And one thing that he pointed out is that late in the season, uh, the impact of the aphid to the soybean is reduced. So even if you do reach uh, high population, several hundred per plant, the potential yield loss is probably not as great as it was back when the bean was, you know, in July and August. So we're probably going to if left untreated, you might see some yield loss, but it's probably not going to be in that 40% range where it's really bad.
1: Yeah, I think also people are starting to notice the little white dwarfs. So they're not as healthy and they're not the plump and juicy aphids that we're used to seeing.
0: Yeah, so a lot to talk about. I think we're going to continue this next week, and we'll do some follow-up on what we saw um, during the course of this week. Great. Thank you very much, Aaron. Thank you. As always, Soybean Afin Podcast.